0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode on the Rays of Hope podcast. And today's episode is a bit special because you're doing a bit of a collaboration uh, between, you know, Rays of Hope and Golbat. So please welcome your co-hosts for today.
1: Gash. Hey, my name is Jesse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not you are not part of their podcast. People know you're here, bro. <laughs> Just gotta let people know. <laughs> so thanks for jumping on guys. Um there's a special reason why we've you know we've asked you guys to jump on with us. And um so how you how you guys been? How you guys been? How's your week? Cold. Cold cold rain. cold.
1: It's pissing down rain Frigio. outside. <laughs> it's so cold. It's I love that though. cold Jesse. It's I'm cold, bad. it's hoodie weather. It's hot chocolate weather. It sure. is hot chocolate it's weather. It's always coffee weather. So I coffee had either.
0: the Max Brenner hot chocolate. The little fat thick ones. They are so <sighs> fat. fat.
1: Have you guys had the crunchy ball hot chocolates
2: from OB? They're out of
0: crunchy balls. What's OB. Balls oh, oh Oliver Brown. Olive <laughs> Brown. You gotta be
3: with it. Okay, him okay. <laughs>
2: that is that is nothing. Max Brenner and Oliver Brown is nothing. <laughs> the hot mocha. Or the hot chocolate from Passion Tree Velvet in Castle Towers.
0: What was that? Why your sounds sounds It sounds very bougie. Passion <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Tree so Velvet. it's
2: it's um it's that blue cafe. The ladies know me that. <laughs> <laughs> also,
0: we all say we're all cold and everything. We all like in trackies, and then but there's Bhuvan with shorts. Okay. What's <laughs> <is> wrong with <laughs> you, Bhuvan? It's, it's swag. Clare. No, he just feels he feels cold from the top. Oh, <laughs> I just feel cold at the top. That's it. <laughs> so, a- as I said, there's a reason uh, we wanted, you know, to do a collab with you guys this week, and the reason is we've all been on, you know, either Instagram or Facebook or even read the news in the past um, past couple of months. There are some very, I think, bad is an understatement. There is a very, there are some horrible things going on. So today we want to talk about, as I call it, why women, why women, and this is in regards to you know women's safety, women um, violence against women, and things like that. So uh, just before that, we just need a you know disclaimer for our audience. Um, and cash, would you please? Sure.
2: So this podcast will contain a discussion on violence against women. Um, including sexual assault, which will entail triggering and sensitive material. It's strongly advised that you continue at your own discretion. Thank you.
0: Sweet. Uh, so before we go ahead, a very simple question to all of us, right? You know, um, why? why? Why do you think with these cases of, you know, violence against women or those cases where pe- uh, women feel unsafe mm-hmm. traveling at night or whatever it, it is, Why do you think? Just why?
1: Because people are trash.
3: That's uh, I like like (laughs) that. I like how you said people
0: are trash. I like people are trash. Yeah,
3: yeah. So then, I guess the yeah, I guess it makes much more sense when we have two women in front of us who can actually give us like a perspective from their you know their experiences and whatnot. Because in the end, as males, we can only do so much Mm. as from our side in terms of understanding the perspective. But when it comes from two people that, you know, have been affected by what's been going on. I think it adds much more, I guess, emotion. And I guess it makes, it helps us understand, like, you know, what's going on. Because we hear the stuff in the news. And the thing is, this com- these conversations are very hard to have when it comes to, you know, with your friends and everything like that. So, I guess when having this conversation right now is probably truly a grateful moment because even I'm, tr- like, you know, we're both trying Learning, to actually understand yeah. and learn what's what's been going on. Cause obviously, this isn't a fun time for anyone, like you know, with what's going on. So, truly, hmm. thank you guys for jumping on. Yeah, for sure.
1: Thanks for having us, guys. Thank I you, know, I appreciate
0: just, it. Thank for jumping on. It's very, it's a, it's a. I think it's a learning moment for all of us. All of us. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's because we have two genders here, and that's the only ones that are there. Any anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! guy <laughs> 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 guys you got to can of uh, Dude, you, you got to get us canceled, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, like you know. um, Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure we would have some great perspectives. Now, once again, before we go ahead, I'm sure Bhuvan would like to chuck some stats at us, some stats. But before we
3: do, jump do you have a quiz today? So should I leave now? Yeah, you <laughs> just just walk in the doors <laughs> that way. <laughs> go ahead. I guess the the stats that I'm trying to look at today is because because, like you said, the topic and discussion of point is things such as violence against women, abuse you know, things like that that are occurring in today's society. You can hear what happened with, with Sarah, yeah, with yeah. Sarah Everard, with what's going on there. And, and it just comes to question, like, because my social media is full of the support, like, you know, everyone is supporting um, the the cause at the moment, and it yeah. made me want to go ahead and look into… And rightly so. Yeah, rightly yeah, so. rightly so. No, definitely. And it made me want to look into the fact that, like, why is it happening? Like, what is causing it? What could be linked to it? You know, there has to be something that's, co- like, you know… Some sort of linkage, you know, between why in this situation men are, you know, having this kind of dominant, a negative dominant effect on women. And like, I was looking at this one article, it was done by the University of New South Wales and University of Melbourne just recently, I believe. And even though it didn't look at the population in Australia, looked at it in America, it still looked at over 42 states in um, various regions. And what it found was basically it was two years worth of t- tweets they found and it was approximately 17,000 tweets which were looking at misogynistic content towards women. So the article kind of was looking into the fact, like, at women hating tweets, right? Yeah. So 17,000 tweets were found within that two-year period. Now, what did the research actually find? Incidents of domestic violence were positively correlated with um, the amount of misogynistic tweets given in a particular region. Oh, fair. So I think you made a point last time where, like, he was the leader at the time. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what we said before in our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, You. they had a leader for the longest time. For, I think, what. what is... Uh, how long is their term? Four years? Four, four years. I'm pretty sure since 2016. Yeah. So four years. And in, in the four years, their president at the time has made so many misogynistic mm, remarks um. and comments. And as you said... And
2: actions as well. Actions. We've yeah. seen oh, them live on exactly. TV. Exactly.
0: And publicly. Publicly. Mm. That's one thing. And
2: we have seen like... The discomfort on the um, their faces, the faces who have exactly. been on the receiving end of his actions. Mm.
0: So, and so the thing is, every time, every time he's made a remark against women, there's always an, a debate. There's always an a, de- a debate like, do we want this kind of president? Is this a kind, like kind of like, how did he get into that exactly. role? Like exactly, he's in a
3: leadership position, and like exactly, he has those remarks. So. The thing was, we also found that the tweets predicted later incidents of of domestic violence as well. So you may have tweeted that maybe, you know, a few years ago, but if you're still, you know, if you still believe that's the case and whatnot, chance like, you know, there's some sort of chance where you may actually, um, you know, act upon it and you may have like a domestic violence case. And this is looking at men, right? So... But like I said, like you know, with with research, I always like to go into the limitations and whatnot. So this, even though there was a positive correlation between those two, it was a small positive correlation. So it, even though, so I guess it's good to have that information out there that there is some sort of you know correlation, even though it's small. It it goes into the it helps us dive into the fact that it's not just Twitter that you see this stuff on. There's so many other social media websites like Facebook, TikTok. Instagram, Instagram it's everywhere Tumblr like you know there's like so many places where you can look into it and I think that's what you know because it only focused on Twitter maybe we weren't able to get a bigger correlation like of course there's more study to be done but I guess it's one thing to look at when it's just a social media presence not even yeah. real life social media yeah, presence presents, so yeah. I think that's a big thing
0: I can I can see something like and this turning to And a I just
3: wanted to thing. ask I guess like based off what we what we had a look at um in terms of this research article do you guys feel these comments um because i know they're, they're prevalent everywhere but do you guys feel that when you receive them say from because i know this was looking at it from like a stranger perspective possibly it doesn't really go into it but say if it's from your friends how do you feel like that goes about like do you still feel offended do you still feel like like that's not appropriate or is there certain context that you do feel like it's appropriate or it's not what would you guys say
1: i think it's a person by person kind of thing right yeah. like if I was getting those comments from, say, a female who I'm close friends with, mm-hmm. um, I think depends what the comment is, depends how I want to take it. It depends on where it's being said, all that sort of stuff, right? It also ends up depending on what the actual comment is. Yeah. I think, personally, I'd be 100% more comfortable if it came from someone I was close with and it was a mate, mm-hmm. like, just mucking around. Yeah. But it still doesn't justify it. I wouldn't want to make it a habit. I, like, of. You know how it's like, you continue saying something and it just becomes like a learnt habit that yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay, it's justified. You can say whatever you want type thing. Yeah.
0: Just, just so our audience has an idea of what kind of comments we're talking about, what what are some examples that uh, something so that something very like you know, evident, like evident. I think charts. some things you see like
3: a lot these days like a oh, whore, slut, and stuff like that. Like you know, um, and some some derogatory statements you can you can you see them all the time like oh. You know, you belong in the kitchen. Go make me a sandwich. Stuff like that is what I'm talking about. And the thing with, like, I guess what I would like to understand, I guess, right now is, like, where do you draw the line between a joke and where it actually becomes, like, a serious thing? And I think that's where – because, like, you see it – like, I've seen it in a joking manner. And I've also seen it in, like, a serious manner. But I've never understood the fact, like, where is it okay to actually say it? Because I know, like, right now when – when I've seen it on social media, like they're saying that derogatory statements should be stopped.
1: Yep.
3: But I'm like, but then does that mean we can't make jokes at all about certain situations? Or like, is there a certain line where we can draw where we can make jokes about something? Like, look, for me, like rape is out of the topic, you know, yeah. like rape is like not a joke. N- not a joke. Yep. But like, like other things that aren't as, how would I say, intense, is that okay? Or like, how would you guys say it?
1: I'd go back on what I said mm. then, depending on what the comment is. I, Me as a person, I wouldn't cop whore, slut, any of that sort of shit. It's yes. just not who I am as a person. Okay. I wouldn't even cop it from my own mates. Like, I wouldn't cop it from Cashy. It's not mm. It's not something that I think is a comment that should be made about anyone. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, And it's not about being a prude. I just think it's rude. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. Like, we have the whole world against us sometimes, like, as females. We don't need our own females saying it. Yes. To us, right? Yeah. I wouldn't, but that's just me as a person. I wouldn't cop it. I think it's it's shit behaviour. Mm -hmm. And
2: the more you let someone say it to you, the more
1: you'll start believing it.
2: You believe in it, but you're letting them normalise it. Yeah. Yeah, Uh That you're saying it in a close context of, like, close friends, but tomorrow they're going to go out of that friendship group and say it to someone else, Uh and they'll think it's acceptable to call someone a whore or a slut in a joking manner, Mm -hmm. which is not.
3: No, definitely. Right,
2: And then
1: I think just to go back on it, I wouldn't justify calling someone a bitch either, right? But like, okay, yeah. I know me, like, I'll I'll turn around and be like, oh, you cash, you bitch, how you going? Like, type yeah, sort of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also hear it on the other end where people are like, she's such a bitch, she did that, she did this, she's this, right? Mm-hmm. It depends on, yeah. when it comes to something like that, it depends on who's
2: saying it, who's it going, like, who's it towards.
3: And who's okay? Exactly.
2: Do you know what I mean? Who's yeah. on the receiving end? Yeah, it's who's highly dependent mm-hmm. on the context as well. Like, I agree with Jesse. I, you know, I'm always saying bitch to my friends, mm-hmm. but when it's coming from an outsider or, you know, it's coming externally to my internal group or me or my friends, uh-huh. I don't take that because it's no, it's she's stating what she wants. That doesn't make her a bitch. And mm-hmm. we're very easy to jump, you know, she um, she's not. She's very adamant. Like sh- she's being so stubborn. No, she knows what she wants, and right. she's going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think we just we're very easy to translate those um, actions into negative words like negative that. Words, yeah. It's like it's like when people call like if someone's strong-willed
1: or strong yeah. personality, exactly. and people are like she's bossy, she's a bitch. She said she that's how she acts. Yeah. I think it's just how you take it. It's your perspective on it. I'd call someone like that strong world, people will call him bossy. Do you know what I mean? Ah, yeah, so it's the way you term the whole. Yep. Yep,
3: okay, no, that makes sense. And um, just looking at it, like, you know, you guys showed your perspective, and I think when we look at it from our perspective, um, just linking it back to that research, even though I looked at tweets, I was just thinking about the fact that this stuff is said in real life amongst, you know, amongst guys to girls and and whatnot, and even though it it, uh, sometimes it may be said in, like, a joking manner, um it's the fact that the more you you say things like this it builds into a into a habit like you said and the, for the other person it may be something they believe but for the other person it may believe that oh this is okay like we can normalize this behavior and I think that's where it comes from right because it all starts from a joke but when that joke continues to be normalized where do you where do you draw the line from the fact that it's now the fact that this thing is now a normalized thing to say right you can you can say it and without actually getting in trouble for it even though who knows like how many people you're offending at the same time have you have you been able to relate to that no 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 okay so okay that's interesting because i feel like it's very common amongst us guys when we when we experience it i think
1: like an example of that would be um as a kid like i'm talking back in high school and stuff um i used Mm. to always be like oh that's so gay that's so gay and like i've normalized like it's something that i've learned that it now i'm trying to unlearn what i've learned so like it's just built my like as a kid because i used to say i was like oh my god that's so gay bro blah 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 right Mm. i've sort of like now i'm trying to figure out how to be like no i'm in a professional setting i'm in a social setting every time something's Not going my way. I can't just be like, "Oh my god, that's so gay." You know what I mean? I I
0: think a lot of the terms that we used to use back in the day, such as "gay" and calling our friends like "bitches" and this and that and everything, back then, I think because the circumstances were different, it was kind of—I wouldn't say fine to say it, but it just
1: wasn't as looked down upon as it is now. But
0: now, now, like the circumstances, are so much more different. You can't—I think—you can't go around calling a person "gay" because it kind of implies. You're being derogatory. It's because negative. Because yeah. Yeah. that's the
1: thing. When yeah. we used to be like that so gay, we would never be like saying it about a positive thing. It would always be a negative thing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Mm. yeah exactly. Oh my god, that teacher marked me down on an assessment, that's so gay. Like stupid shit like that. You know what Same I
0: mean? Same thing with like I think when we uh, like um chucks uh, like, you know, uh swear words towards females.
1: Hundred like, percent. Mm.
0: Yeah. I think now it's a lot more like people need to be aware about what they say and everything. Once again it's I think it it depends on your friendship with the person. 100%. If you're really close friends with the person and you know this is just a joke, I think once or twice, it's, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But making a habit out of it, normalizing it, I think that's how, what we need to change. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Making the
3: consistent jokes, yeah. Sorry, you were going. Exactly.
2: No, I was just um, going back to Jesse's point, you know, it's a lot of unlearning, I mean, and as we grow up and maybe times have changed, I think the biggest contributor to that is education. Mm-hmm. We know what the impact of these words mean and we know what's wrong and what's right. Back then, back in high school, I when I would say, you know, if that's gay and I know I would be using that in negative notion, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I didn't know the meaning of it. I didn't, um, I would just say it. I'd, I'd use it in a negative way. I know that that's it. I didn't know the underlying implications of those words. Mm-hmm. Or calling a, another girl a slut, you just you never you know thought about that, and so it was just social conditioning in a sense that it was yeah. acceptable. All the girls around, all, all my friends around me, were saying it, and so that's the whole concept of you know um, educating yourself as as you grow up. You you ha- you need to unlearn such things. Yeah. it's not acceptable. It's not right.
3: Yeah, and I think that's one thing we've learned about like today in in society that things change like people's perspectives on things change and like I think a lot of people have now linked it to the fact that is our I want to know you guys opinion on this like is our society or our community is it becoming too sensitive do you feel like that's the case to certain things or do you feel like it's just evolving with times
2: uh going back onto that same point i would mm. say evolving with time um education yeah it's not sensitive it's mm. calling out what's wrong and calling yeah. out what's right mm. yeah like yeah. we're not going to cop shit we're not going to mm. take shit you I know th-
0: i think for the longest time uh, society our community the world just took shit as it came yeah but mm. i think now people are becoming a lot more aware about the rights. Awareness. yeah or r- the rights and wrongs of things so i think I think it's. True. I don't think it's. They were being too sensitive. Mm. I think it's just been a trend where people are recognizing things that sh- sh- things shouldn't be like the way they are. Yeah, I think yes. it's. It is
3: awareness, like you said. Yeah. Like some people are just recognizing, like, how has this shit been going on for the last however many years? Exactly. Like, right. Like how is like, and I think yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's, it's all about awareness. I, I agree
0: because it's a, because it's a change of habit, and you know, habit is something really hard to formulate. Oh, definitely. People find it wrong mm. the change the people no, no one likes change right but the fact that we're trying to change something like this the people that don't want to kind of you know conform to the changes are like no this is this is wrong what you're doing is wrong yeah the things should remain the same mm. you know uh, the, the one question i have is we're talking about you know the verbal abuses we talk towards women and everything the one this is just based on the context the world makes a clear division between men and women right why do you think that's the case why do you think there's so much inequality with, like, uh, the lack of, you know, equality with men and women, and there are so many, um, women go through so much, where, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure men go through as well, but why do you think there's such a division that the world creates between the two genders?
1: I think that it's a lack of opportunity for females, and this isn't playing the victim card, this is genuinely just a lack of opportunities when it comes to positions and power, okay, and all that sort of stuff, right? Mm. I genuinely believe that if there was more opportunities for females mm. in higher positions,
2: I lost my train of thought, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what Jesse's saying, it stems from those deeply rooted gender roles that have always, that have been going on for like a thousands of years, for a thousand of for so many years, right, um, so. that uh, this is a woman's place. This is what she, wa- she should be doing. Mm-hmm. This is a man's place. This is where he should be in life. And, and, it's, and that gender role has always placed man in superior position, mm. do you know? And, and yeah. times are changing. Yes, we're seeing improvements, but we come back to Sarah's case and we come back to so many cases that occur every day, uh, Regarding women's safety and, um, you know, sexism and sexual assault, that it—it's like—is—is is this really the modern world?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know. Mm-hmm. Coming, coming back to the same question I asked: this division that we're talking about, where there's so much sexism and iniqu- inequality, do you think a lot of it is uh, cultural? Because I don't. I there, there are a few religions that obviously I won't name where no. Women are seen inferior to men.
3: I'd say it's biological. Biological? Yeah, not even cultural. I think it's just been—it's like Cash said—it's been ingrained in us from the very beginning. I think where the man has always had the dominant role as, a provider
1: of as the, the provider, as the provider, as the
3: breadwinner. Yeah, yeah, and like everything like that has followed on, and it's surpassed like so many generations. Where now it's the fact that there's this whole stigma surrounding it, like we discussed last time with toxic masculinity, that because they have these ideologies in them they have to they have to act upon them right okay. and the thing is when you go against something that's already ingrained in you you're going to you're probably going to get violent you're probably going to get you're not going to be happy about it and there's going to be things involved and men are su- supposedly like more violent compared to women it's purely fact and that's i feel like culture can sort of like be a catalyst for it in a way because it gives people more of a reason because, you know, some texts and religions may show that men should be doing these yeah. tasks. Yeah. So I think it'd be a catalyst, but I feel like generally looking at it, it's it's been ingrained in us from the very beginning when it's just transcended through up until now, until it's become, I think, problematic at this okay. point. Yeah, I okay. think
1: us as children of immigrant parents also have like an underlying issue when it comes to this sort of stuff where we've seen it, like, obviously we're all, not the same age, but, like, around the same time, yeah. right? So, like, growing up in the 90s, early 2000s, we've always seen our parents as, like, my sim- like, when it comes to my whole thing, it's completely different, right? Because my mum is my only parent. Whereas for other people, I understand how they see that the father is the, um, the provider for the family yeah. and they bring everything. And it's just so ingrained in our heads because that's what we've seen all through the early 2000s and um Mums staying home to take care of their kids, depending on whatever the career for their parents were at the time. Mm-hmm. You guys,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, hundred yeah.
0: percent agree. Yeah. So now we we've spoken about verbal verbal abuse and got on a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. What about physical abuse towards women?
3: I think I think like it's just all comes under the one thing, like physical, sexual, which verbal abuse. It's it's abuse in the end, right? Like, yeah. Um, I think what would uh, what would be more important to look at, I guess, is... I guess, didn't you, Cash, have, like, a study that looked at, like, more social media aspects and everything about, like, men and women? Like, just...
1: Just what Cash finds that Going on to what... <laughs> 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 Rishank said about physical abuse or whatever. Hmm. I think that it's something that needs to be called out left, right, centre. Like, it's absolute bullshit. Like, People can't even go to concerts and enjoy without having someone...
0: Oh, experiences. Yeah.
1: Just, it's not even just experiences. Like, people are fucking shit when it comes to, like, just going out having fun, right? Yeah. yeah. So, in 2019, I decided to go... Was it 2019? 2019 or 2020. musala's last concert in Sydney. Oh, yeah. I went um, with a bunch of people. It was good night. It was Liddy McTitty. <laughs> and <laughs> there was just a random dude in the crowd who was standing behind me who thought it was all fucking Gucci to try and grab me from behind, right? First and foremost, fuck off. Like, <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Never seen this dude in my life. No idea who this guy is, where he's come from, and it pissed me off so freaking much. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, I'm trying to watch Musiala, trying to freaking elbow this dude behind me. It, it's just one of those things. Like, you don't have permission to touch me. Yeah. Off. and i th- i don't think that's just a chick thing i think that's a guy thing as I well I right i can't
0: imagine what that would have been like I yeah no definitely i think i think when it comes to things like this it hits at least me and buvan a lot more because we have sisters ourselves yeah and you know they are coming to an age where they will be going to concerts and raves and everything and we ourselves have been to concerts and raves and we've seen how in front of ha- us happening ha- in front of us happening yeah. so it's scary And once again, from a guy, we are sorry that you had to go through that. You know. Oh, thank you guys. (laughs) Uh, But it it is scary, and I'm I'm glad you shared that experience with us because I want to kind of uh, you know speak to. I would like to speak to other people now that you know have have had that um experience with um similar like similar experiences. You know. Yeah. So,
3: Cash, should we call our friends? Yeah, let's call. Ring a friend. Let's go.
1: I would like to phone a friend, please.
3: I'll give my jar option
0: now. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <Aye. Aye. Aye. laughs> All right. So, Cash, who's the first person we're having on?
2: All right. So, I've got my friend Mona on. Um, so, basically, I'll just give her a call and we'll talk to her um, about times when she's feared for her own safety and, you know, um, talk her through what happened and how she reacted. And, yeah. So, um, I'll That's give her a call right now. Sweet. Let's go. Hello. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I yes. can. Hi, Mona. So, I'm here with Jessie, Roshan, Bhuvan. And Ooh. so, yeah, we're speaking about women's safety and violence against women. So, th- so, thank you so much, Mona, for being here with us.
4: No, thank you for having me and for thinking about me to actually like, share some thoughts about this.
2: Yeah, awesome. Um, So I just wanted to hear from you about um, a situation where you have felt concerned about your safety. Um, You know, run me through it. What happened? How did you feel? And if you wanted, you know, bystanders or any other men around or girls around um, to do something and um, if there were any present there um, when something occurred with you. Um, So, yeah, run us through it.
4: Sure. Sure. Um, I actually attended uni in Sydney yes. and it was obviously a really wonderful experience. I've always felt pretty safe, um, wherever I went, just kept my precautions, did the normal things you do. But I actually took a course, um, in about third or fourth year of university in which the professor ended up, um, first lesson, he was like, Hey everyone, I want you guys to all add me on Facebook. And we were like, that's weird, but okay, whatever. Um, he actually ended up adding everyone himself, and I obviously didn't accept because that's just strange. And then yeah. the next lesson, he was like, um, You know, I, thanks to everyone who accepted, to those who didn't, um, I know who you are, but I'm not like going to hold it against you. It would have been better if you accepted, but you still have time and kind of like weirdly threatening us to accept his Facebook request. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very lucky because I walked into that class and I happened to know um a guy in also Punjabi, yeah and he was like a friend of mine who had met previously like very casually but like never really became like friends and so i saw him and i'm like oh like you're in this class like this is so cool he was like yeah you know i've done this class before um this lecture is super cool like you know i literally just spoke to him every like lesson and he gave me a hd at the end of the class so oh, don't right. worry you're sorted it's gonna be such an easy class so i like listen to him i'm like this is gonna be so fun can't wait and then um, he obviously, I didn't accept him on Facebook, um, and then that, I think the second or third class, he was like, oh, Manisha, can I talk to you for a second, and I was like, of course, yeah, so then me and my friend both were leaving the class together, and he looked at us, and he was like, oh, are you both dating, and obviously we weren't, so I'm like, oh, no, 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 we're not, haha, <laughs> we're just friends, and he's like, oh, well, in that case, um, do you mind if I speak to you alone about something, and straight away, I'm like, that's a bit weird. Like, why is he saying this? So I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, um, just so you know, I have to kind of run, but I'm um, happy to chat. Like, you know, let's just go chat downstairs, which was, um, a bit more open. Like, this is also, um, at, I don't know if I can name the institution, but, um, yeah, we were outside, uh, where everyone's walking by, like constantly. And when we sat down, like, on one of the benches, I was making sure, like, I've kept my distance. And I was like, so how can I help you? You know, what, um, what's happening? And he was like, you know, um, I saw on your Facebook, you're part of like a Indian dance team. And straight away, again, I'm like, I didn't accept you on Facebook. You're obviously somehow stalking my account, which is really, really strange. And he said, you know, I I saw you do, um, Indian dancing. I kind of run, I'm running this charity event where I need some Indian cultural dancers. Would you and your friends be interested in doing the dance? And I obviously am really weirded out by this. So I'm like, oh, look, you know, like, thank you so much. But unfortunately, I don't dance anymore. My friends, um, I can't vouch for them either, but I can definitely ask and let you know. And he's like, you know, um, you you, you can give me their numbers and I'll talk to them myself. And again, take precautions, not going to give him their number. Yes. So I'm like, no, like, all good. I'll uh-huh. chat to them myself. Um, he's like, you know, it'd be really good if you did take this opportunity. Like, if you're doing me a favor, I could do you a favor and it was the whole premise was just really awkward and strange and weird and I was like look no like I I understand you I'd love to be able to help you I just can't at the moment it's not in my hands but um, I'll keep you posted and then after that again next lesson came about and I told my friend about this and I was like hey listen um, I'm not sure if like this is going to affect my um, course and the way it goes but this is what he said, and he was kind of hinting and um being like, you know, you should help me out, you should do me a favor. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, like you know, super cool, don't worry about it. Like he's never like he's not done anything like this. You'll be fine. You're with me. And then we go in, and again, like every time we would be talking, he'd kind of interrupt us and be like, is there something happening that I can speak to you about? Like the demeanor like went from being super kind and chill and friendly to being really cold towards me, and vice versa to my friends. And I remember we made a plan of like, hey. So he doesn't stop us um, and ask us about what's happening. Let's just leave like 20 minutes before. And people would always come in and out of the class. Like he would never stop or question anyone. And as we were leaving, he's like, hey, um, where are you two going? And we're just like, oh, like we have to go to a society thing. Oh, which society? And like, again, questions you don't ask. And we had to be like, oh, Sikh society, we have to go. We're really sorry. Like, you know, it won't happen again. And from that moment my friend realized, like, you know what? Like you're right. He's acting really weird. This isn't him. And he was like, I'm actually kind of worried about my grades too. But to be honest, I I think it should be fine. Like, we got a HD, you'll get a HD again. I studied really hard for that um that a subject. And me and him, we both did. We put in a lot of work just because we knew, like, maybe, you know, we're not friends with him anymore. He might not give us a good grade. And at the end, after the whole semester of feeling uncomfortable, is he going to stop me when I'm by myself? Is he going to Facebook message me? Like, Mm. you know, what's going to happen? Um, actually got my result that I got a pass. And surprisingly, my friend also got a pass. The same guy who got a HD last semester, just because he was my friend and helping me out and making me feel comfortable in this situation. He also basically got a pass and, for the first time ever in my life, I felt like, in a way, just like really uncomfortable about the whole situation. And you were mentioning like, you know, was there any bystanders that helped? The bystanders that helped me, yeah. or etc. Like it was definitely him. Like if he hadn't been there the entire semester, helping me out, making me feel comfortable, talking to me through the lecture, being like, "Don't freak out, you'll be fine. He's not going to fail you." Like I don't know how I would have kind of coped with it because it was just such a strange situation to be in that in a country like australia in an in institution like the one i was at i just never assumed something like that happens and then to think how many girls and even boys this has happened to and like, i can't imagine
2: yeah
0: that's that's really i don't know what to say at this yeah, point like, same it's yeah.
2: an institution that's supposed to take care of you that is there for your education to, you know, help you grow professionally and personally is exploiting you. Mm. And thank you so much for sharing that um, with us, Mona. It it just sheds light on, like you said, it happens in first world countries like Australia, like what happened in the UK, you know? And this is like a regular occurrence in countries if we go like third world countries. Just if this is happening in Australia, like what my point is, if this is happening in Australia... um, imagine what's happening in third world Other countries worlds, yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah, on a more extreme level
3: puts things yeah. in perspective as well very honestly. much does like you hear about it in movies yeah but completely like, thinking, whoa. like it's it's it hits different when like you hear about it happening like to someone you know yeah, yeah. and
2: and uh. like manisha didi i call you my sister you know it's um to hear about it when it happens to someone that's so close to you. It's just like my face just has gone red as I'm listening, and my heart's just so heavy.
0: Like we we go here to learn. Yeah. Simple job. We just go there to learn. Mm. And imagine going through all of that and just, yeah, dude, I have no idea. Like that's what I'm saying. You s- see things like this in movies and TV shows and everything. I would have never imagined something like that would happen. To, you know, to people exactly. in it our community, like our
3: country as well. Exactly. We hear
2: about these stories like online or. Oh, a friend's friend or you know on social media but when it comes from um someone else that is so close to us it just hits us differently and- exactly yeah exactly. and honestly
4: like with this as well I obviously was so worried to share with my mom or like mm-hmm. because I was like I don't want her to feel that I'm feeling scared to go into uni because I might fail my subject but I, like all is well by the way guys clarify mm-hmm nothing happened thankfully like yes. nothing bad happened i was all safe everything was good but um the teacher actually the professor actually got fired as well by the way like oh, i think great. two years later i found out oh, um no. so he isn't there anymore he got fired um but it was definitely like a situation i never thought i would be in and i'm really grateful that i think like i guess this conversation would probably be about it's going to happen, unfortunately. And what can you do to take steps against it? And it's like thinking fast. um You know, if this has to happen, let's talk in an open public space. um Making sure someone's aware of your work. Yeah. Or times like keeping my friend up to date about hey, this is what's happened. Just so you know, like him being like part of it I think it was very important that I didn't share information and kind of give in as well but in saying that as well um like two years later or so in another subject I found out that one of the girls who was in my class she actually did end up going on dinner with him so it was her and a friend they didn't think much of it so they ended up going for dinner and they thought it was all fine they're like oh nothing happened we just had dinner it was fine it was good but the whole like you know she had a good experience I had a weird experience, like other people who probably haven't ever spoken up about it because you don't want to get on any professor's bad side and then potentially fail. Um, these things happen. It's not just in movies, it's not just in books that you read about it. Like it was really, really like an eye opening experience to realize that it happened.
0: I, I got a quick question in that case, right? Because um, you did mention that he wanted to kind of, he wanted you and your group to perform at a certain charity. How do you think um not just him, a man can approach, you know, someone of the opposite gender if they want that something like that? How what's what's a good way of approaching a person like that? Other than, you know, like cause he went about in a weird bad way of adding you on Facebook and being uh persistent with it and everything. How do you think he should have handled it? How do I
4: think I should have handled
0: it? Oh no, how do you think he should have handled it in the case that uh as I said, he wanted your dance group to dance at his charity and everything? and obviously
4: um i think it was just he was just really creepy like why are you stalking my facebook that is so weird like if he had asked me or like openly asked the class like hey like again like you said maybe he didn't have ill intentions maybe he just wanted someone to perform at his event for free so it was for charity like why would we say no but it was just the way it was put forward which was if you do me a favor I can do you a favor and it's like what are you insinuating what kind of favor like are you talking grades I never realized that it's not just my words on a paper that are going to get me a grade like it's something else that's just that kind of wording was very off asking to talk to me in private without my like my male friend that was strange asking to ask or like um adding like asking all students to add him on Facebook and then in class openly suggesting that he knows who hasn't accepted his request and how, like how he isn't upset but it you know, he would appreciate if he
3: accepted. Like, isn't it illegal to your students first of all? <laughs> totally yeah, there's red flags all over there. Like, yeah, yeah honestly.
2: And the fact that this man, <laughs> you do not know him as as, mm. as well. Like, would you? You don't know his intentions. Do you know? It's, it's
1: you know what it is. It comes down to like institutions, like universities and schools and uh, workplaces and stuff. They have a duty of care, right? It's an established exactly. duty of care that they have mm. to provide. Um, Mona, th- did you ever think that you would? report it or did you feel safe enough to like, yeah step I was up gonna
2: and ask that too?
1: come forward to like someone higher in the institute or did you just think that you had to just cop it till you finished your own grades and all that sort of stuff
4: sorry guys I don't know if you're asking me a question it's really unclear go
3: <laughs> again <laughs> go ask again, again. Go Let's again. Ask again.
1: I just wanted to ask, like, did you feel that you were able to speak to anyone higher up in regards to this, like, as in putting a complaint against this lecturer or professor or whatever?
4: Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I did. Um, So the reason I took upon that major was because there was a female lecturer in first year who I, like, admired, and I was like, I would love to be able to take courses that she would teach, and I happened to bump into her at, like, our cafe coffee shop, and I thought I could confide in her. So I just asked her like on a side kind of note, I was like, hi, like, you know, thanks. Um, like so good bumping into you. Just want to ask, have you ever heard about like a, a professor, um, you know, potentially asking, like being a bit um, more forward with his students and potentially adding them on Facebook and asking for um, favours to, you know, change their grades?" And her face straight away kind of, gave away that she knew who I was talking about and she just looked at me she's like, has anything happened to you? And I said, nothing's happened, um, but, you know, I just want to check what's kind of the steps with this. And she was like, listen, you know, first of all, I would just take precautions, be safe. I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. In my position, I can't do anything about it because complaints have come forward in the past and nothing was done about it. So just like in this, instance um, as long as you have people in your class you trust um, confide in them never be alone and you know be like if something happens definitely like we can do something but if you do want to pass like just the way this like the kind of um what's the word the influence he had over I guess the faculty was quite strong and it seemed like she was saying don't sabotage your like course by speaking out because unfortunately like nothing has happened when other students have spoken out and it was a real shame to hear that but I still do very much admire this professor like I just feel like she was so helpless because like she's tried helping in the past and hasn't been able to get anywhere and it was just again like a real eye-opening reality where you know, things happen, things get swept under the rug, people with influence that can do these things. And this stuff happens in the workplace too. I've been very lucky that, like, again, personally, never been affected, but I have heard of many friends that have been in situations where it's like, do you choose your career? Do you choose to keep people, um, like, close to you? Or do you, I guess, um, you know, speak out against it, speak to your higher-up, and then get them in trouble, but nothing really happens because... It, you just kind of ruin your like reputation in the company. And it's just really upsetting. Like I could go yeah. on for hours. I know about like a really scary kind of incident where this happened. And I was like a bystander in this to my friend. Um, similar thing where, you know, some, and a higher up person asked them on like their phone messenger, like, Hey, can you come with me to X, Y, Z? And she had yeah. to say no, because it was just such an uncomfortable situation and then what unfolded was like her manager being like trying to step in and really like women helping women men helping women like everyone helping each other like it was it got sorted out really well it was handled in a really good way but it shouldn't have happened in the first place yeah wow
2: honestly thank you that was very eye-opening for all of us and and as much as I say very eye-opening like it it occurs on a Daily instance, and you know, eye opening,
0: but not surprising. Not surprising, and
2: I think the fact that it's um, you know, it's happened to someone I know very closely (laughs) as well. Um, but thank you, Manisha Lili. We really appreciate you you coming up here and openly talking about your experience. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh,
4: I really yeah. loved being able to speak about it, and again, just want to say, like, won't say names, but thanks to my friend who yeah. was there for me and helped me out definitely. in that situation. So, definitely. you know, not not all men what was it? Like, oh. no, but all men, just like, thank you to everyone who helps out. Like, thank yeah. you so much. I just it means the world when you do stand up for someone and actually help them out in a situation. And I guess don't question their feelings, like don't validate or in like validate their feelings. You just understand.
2: Yeah, definitely. definitely. All right, I'll speak to thanks, you later. Guys thanks thank, thank
0: you sweet yeah. yeah. right, ah. <laughs> so, that was that was a very um yeah i don't know what to say I'm, yeah. I'm lost words yeah
2: and it, i think it um Rishank goes back to your question why women or yeah. why is this you know why is this happening even in like the modern day world yeah. it's because you heard it complaints came forward um and what was done about them? Nothing. She went to someone that she trusted, and exactly she was just helpless herself. Why? Because she had been turned away. It's it's in the institution that's supposed to help us that's exploiting us. Yeah. So where do we go? See, in right? that case,
0: right? Like the like the lecturer she went to. Don't mind me saying this. She had a point, right? Don't don't mess with your course and everything because you might you know fail and everything. But thing is she shouldn't have that point. That point shouldn't be valid. No, 100%. exactly. That point should you not be valid. You can't justify
2: don't sabotage your course just because of what happened to you. It's
0: a, p- it's a valid point in that case because, yeah, she makes sense. Like if you do anything, it might harm your course, your degree, whatever it is. But that point should not be valid. That's like, when you know something's wrong. That's that. mm. Exactly, exactly. I think that's how you people like, you know, conform to ideas. And I think that's how pe- things get normalized and how that, that, that's how, you know, generations are taught what they are. currently learning
3: and it makes sense why people don't reach out for help anymore like well the statistics of like you know in terms of that one like why people don't actually go out and talk to people because if if someone like in a power like in a university is rejected support like it's pretty sad like and you hear about it with the megan markle me- Megan Michael situation where she reached out to her institution. You still institution. said the name wrong,
1: just letting you Me- know. Me- <laughs> Megan? Megan? <laughs> Megan? Like Markle.
3: Me- you said Michael. Like, what? Michael. Michael. <laughs> Anyways, with her like going to the institution <laughs> and everything like that and getting rejected, like you hear about it happening a lot and it makes, you know, you question like, when is it, when can you go for help and actually get help? So, yeah. J- yeah. yeah. Cash, I think you had experience with that. You wanted to... Um,
2: uh, yeah, actually, this wasn't here though. This was overseas Um, but it was... An extremely harrowing, it was was a very scary um, situation. So basically, um, me and my cousin, we were going, we were on a walk. And so we were going to a friend's house. We decided midway through the walk that we'll go to a friend's house. And as we were walking, it was a quiet, friendly neighbourhood. Um, It was evening time. So I'm assuming everyone was inside just having dinner. And um, we were just walking and we suddenly... um, get approached or not approached we we realize that we're being followed by a group of men in an open like roof jeep Mm. and we we notice and we we're we're just very vigilant we're just we you know we're very attentive and we realize that 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 jeep is he it keeps coming around and that's when we start speeding and at a point they really came close to us that we started running for our life and I think I was only 12 at that point and wow. I was shivering when we got to my, fr- um, my cousin's friend's house and I I think that was one of my first experiences um, where I was so, I was fearing my safety and my cousin's safety and so was my cousin and it it's just an eye-opener that like, that was during daytime, you know, like it's yeah.
3: And you were exposed to that at such a young age as well twelve years old.
2: I think that, and before that, I was. Um, I don't like this. This is this experience of mine is. Um, I was sitting in a car, and I we were going somewhere, and someone winked at me. I don't know. I just felt very uncomfortable. It was an elderly guy that winked at me quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Like I was just looking out the window, and he winked at me, and I just felt so scared and uncomfortable. Right. And I looked away, and I realized when I looked back, he was still staring at me. And yeah, that was well- and I was, I think I was maybe 10 years old at that time. And I realized, like, I remember I was just the ca- the doors locked of the car. And I was just so scared the whole trip. It was a six hour trip. And this happened to me in the beginning of the trip. And it's, yes, he wasn't like in that same, like, you know, um, area, oh, not area, but like he wasn't in the car with me or something. But I just felt very violated um, just by his the way he was looking at you and the the fact that he winked at me and i i I still remember the the fear that overcame me and
0: i you know once again speechless i don't i don't know what to say in that it's very see this is the thing these are experiences that we guys don't hear about and that's why we're just like it's a big what the fuck for it it's a big Mm. what the fuck for us
3: and, yeah, like, I guess something that us guys that all o- that tend to put it past us is, like, something as simple as a wink when we think of it as that, like, it's like, oh, what damage could it do? Like, yeah. you, know, you think about it, but when you hear about it from your perspective, you're like, it obviously affected you. So, it obviously has some form of, you know, like, I guess, ha- how, like, you know, you must have obviously felt how you did. Because, because of something such as small as a wink, like it, it makes like, you know, from a guy's perspective, it's always like, oh, you know, it's, it is just, just a wink in the end. Mm. But like, it's always great to hear from, you know, someone else's perspective, like how does the receiver feel about it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a, like, it's really eye-opening. And like Risha said, like, it, it kind of makes you speechless as to what do you even like say or do in those kinds of situations? I just wanted to ask, like what, like, you know, in those kinds of situations, what kind of support would you want from, from people? Like,
2: I don't know. Uh, see, as a 13 year old or as a 10 year old, I wasn't, I didn't know what kind of support I needed. Like, yeah. I think from my cousin, um, when that happened, the Jeep instance, I, you know, she's like, that's why we shouldn't really be walking at this mm. late. And I'm like, it's day. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was evening time, right? Uh-huh. And, um, the sun was setting, like, they were right. We shouldn't have gone out. That's what, I got and and that's what I thought as well. Like, yeah, we shouldn't have stepped out of the house this late at night. And I think um, after the winking winking incidents, um, incidents um, I think I really was looking at what I was mm-hmm. wearing. But that's the thing, right? Your social sure condis- conditioning. Yeah. Like, I was just looking like, what am I wearing? And I remember I had a shawl at the time, like a um, scarf, and I just covered myself with it. No ten year old should be having to think about what they're wearing or like is is this grabbing attention? Like they shouldn't be really having to be in that mindset. Definitely not. And you
0: know what I realized? This is kind of on me in a way. We've been asking the wrong question. We've been asking what do you, how could people around you help? It shouldn't be how the people around c- could help, it's what the other person should be doing, which is not what they're actually doing in that case. Mm. Like in your case with the man that's actually, you mm. know, winking at you, in your friend's case, the the professor, we shouldn't be asking well, how can the people around you help you? How can the other person who's doing this not, like make the situation better by not doing what they're doing?
2: But the question I ask, isn't it like, isn't it common sense that you shouldn't really be winking at a child?
3: Yeah, I think that's very Should inappropriate. You
2: shouldn't be... Exactly. S- like, exactly. if you're with a group of guys, you shouldn't really be like, why are you circling girls two exactly. alone girls? Yeah. Do you know? And I was reading a social media post. Like, it was with the um a guide as to what men can do to help women feel more safe. Yeah. And I'm just li- looking at the comments and I'm torn. I'm like, this is common sense that you shouldn't really be creeping up behind a girl. You shouldn't be circling them with a jeep. You shouldn't be winking at a child. You shouldn't be winking at a girl, period. General, yeah. Or or any other person, unless you're with friends, right? Like, I'm always winking at my friends. Yeah. But, and then I'm like, you know, this is common sense. But then uh, another part of me, like, if 97%, if that's the statistic, Mm -hmm. then it's not common sense it needs to be out there and it needs to be it needs to be going around and people need to read it and it needs to be put into the attention that this is not acceptable yeah um can i just share another experience this was very recent i was talking to my cousin in india and i was just she was talking to me about her daily commute to work which is um, she's like oh I'm loving the new bus it's got like an aircon. and I'm like oh how was your previous commute she's like it was crowded no aircon. and I'm like and she's like you know there's like and then I'm like oh don't you have like COVID regulations she's like lol what COVID regulations in <laughs> India and she's like yeah there's like women's seat but guys sit on it and I'm like what do you mean there's women's seat and there's guys that sit on it she's like I'm like, does it, because it clearly says women only seats. So if it's the elderly or pregnant ladies, and I'm like, just tell them to move, like get out, like tell them off. And her reply to me was, and get acid thrown on my face the next day.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: And I was quiet quiet for a solid minute. And I, she was not joking. It was not a lighthearted reply. It was reality. It was yeah. reality, and I did not know what to say to my cousin at that time. And I'm like,
0: "That's shit. That's, that's something that happens in India." Standing a lot. up yeah. for
2: just a seat, like, so what are you going to do if there's a pregnant lady and she really needs a seat, and there's a guy that's just not gonna, Punch. and and you're and you're afraid of telling him to move because God knows what he's going to do, and it makes sense because.
0: That I feel that says a lot. Like in India, it that's does. very, when, you know, in buses, have women have like specific seats on on, on trains. They that have trains, a separate yeah. compartment for women and men. I remember this because I was in India, uh, I think a few years ago, and I was with my cousin and his uh, now wife. She basically, she's a ballsy person, you know. She doesn't, she's a lawyer, and you know how lawyers are. They're very, they're very ballsy. She decided to come in the men's compartment with us and she, she was just sitting with us. And literally, all the men are looking at her like mm. they've never seen a woman in their life.
3: Mm.
0: And I'm just like, firstly, why is there a separate compartment? Is is our country, or is any country that has a separate compartment, is it that bad that you have to have a separate compartment for men and women?
3: I think that says a lot about the country then. It like does. the fact that there has to be separate apart- uh, compartments. Exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. And to be honest this thing this entire thing where there's a separate compartment for women yeah, is a makes it's sense. a it's a very small issue to a lot of the things that happen to women. It's a very small issue i mean if we decided to bring up a lot of like the deadly case there's so many you know the rape cases and everything there are so many things that go on in India we can have entire
3: we can we can probably spend twenty four hours talking about 100%. it hundred percent yeah 100%. Could go on forever. we
2: can go on and on
3: so then but then I guess like you know you you beg the question like. How do you stop this? Like, what do you have to do to stop this stuff from occurring? How how can a woman like a woman ask someone without having to fear for her life or fear having acid thrown at her? Like, it's
0: that's a good question. How do you
3: change something like that?
0: I think that's kind of like how can how can men help?
3: Yeah,
1: but that's the thing, right? It's not just up to the minutes. Everyone helping themselves. Women are strong. Mm. Sometimes women don't
0: preach. <laughs>
1: Sometimes it's 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 true. Like women, they go through so much in life, as does everyone. But women, they give birth, which isn't their sole purpose in life. Yeah. Guys, take note. Yeah, but like there's just so much that they do, and I think strength is something that they like that can be built. Right, take classes, do what you can, become stronger, become strong-willed. It's not about um, like a damsel in distress and a man coming to save her. It's about having that own personal strength within you as well to be like, no, you're fucked hard, get away from me type thing, right? And it's easier said than done. Because We've been in (laughs) positions where I've been like, like uh, going back to the Musella concert, right? I myself, when it happened, froze. I had a friend who stepped in and was like, fuck off to the guy genuinely because I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Because like first concert, never been to a concert before this. um, First time in like a mosh pit type crowd. I was just, I just didn't know what was going on. I'm a bit of spastic anyways but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the thing like I had another friend a female friend jump in and she was like back off and then after that I was like yeah you know what like <laughs> yeah. screw this dude I'm here to have fun Um, but that's just the thing like we're all very very strong people right yeah. it's just finding that within you Mm. and like if you don't think you're strong enough physically go take some self-defense classes like mind you let me check in that i dislocated my toe two weeks ago humble brag (laughs) brag, i dislocated my toe no i'm joking (laughs) but that's the thing like i genuinely thought that i'm not i'm strong physically right but i was like i don't have like a certain type of skill set that i could use if i was in a situation so i started doing bjj like i joined a bjj class two weeks ago ended up dislocating my fucking toe one and a half weeks in but <laughs>
3: <laughs> at least I took the initiative right <laughs> <Don't worry>. uh, <laughs> and i think that reminds me of uh like your experiences remind me of something that happened very recently and it did involve abuse well physical abuse domestic violence i would say um we just finished our cricket game um we we're all packing up one of the boys was already down um next to to their car and he comes running back up he's like guys um, can you guys come with me? Like there's some, something going on. We thought like, you know, there's like a sort of snake or something like, <laughs> and then we, we run down and, and while we were running, he's like, bro, tell us what's going on. He's like, bro, I saw some guy hitting this girl in, in her car. Like he was punching her. And so we all leg it, um, down to the, to the car park <laughs> and what we see, like, we see, like, a shadow of something going on, but he sees, like, oh, a bunch of us there, and then he gets out of the car, and then he starts yelling at us. He's like, what the fuck do you guys want? Like, go back to your country, this, that, this, that.
1: Standard, standard. Can't think of a comeback. Go back to your go country. Go back to your country. Where like, are you sending me, Blacktown? Like, what? Exactly. And he was
3: caught literally red-handed. And while this was going on, my mate was calling his, uh, calling um, the cops. Yep. because. We, we knew something had definitely happened. He was definitely hiding something. And then what he did was he jumped into his ute. He decided to leave because he could tell we were calling. We got his number plate, got everything. Yep. And then what happened was we went to go approach the vehicle, right? And while we were approaching the vehicle, um, I think two of the guys got, got up close. And what she said was, um, please don't call the cops. Please don't tell anyone. I'm okay, he's just the idiot like leave me and then you could see her face was red like you knew like she had oh. been beaten yep. okay and the fact that she was so scared to get help was it in hindsight it just makes you think about it and the thing is while he was driving off he saw we were going to her and the, he he comes back drives up speeds past and tries to like you know basically is trying to run us over at this point in the all car park right. so like the thing is and at all this time we're calling the cops and eventually he does you know um drive off because you know he wasn't actually able to Like, because the car park's only very narrow. He couldn't do what he wanted to do. So he drove off and we ended up calling and the cops came through. And the the person who saw it firsthand ended up telling the cops what happened. And eventually we told them which way he was going, which way we saw him headed. And I think one of the cops did mention that they ended up catching up to him. And because his girlfriend, or I'm not sure who it was. He did say partner. He said, don't talk to my missus. Um, (laughs) So she drove off as well. And... They ended up catching them at the like some at the same location, like a different location, sorry. Oh and they could confirm the fact that she had bruises on her face. Yep. So, like, they're like, look, at this point, we can confirm that she does have bruises on her face. They're obviously going to investigate into it more. Took down, like, um I think, I'm not sure what it is. Like, they took down, like, a script or something from the person who did see it firsthand. Yep. But the thing that stuck with me after that was her actually telling us, like, almost pleading, please don't call the cops. And I think you could see the fear in her eyes, like, because of the fact, potentially, like, what would happen if the cops came? Like, what would he do to her? And I think that's what she was scared of. And uh, that's what happens in these kinds of situations. Like, you can turn for help, but you don't know what will happen to you in return. Are you going to get the help? Is the situation going to worsen? Are you going to end up with your life? Like, it's sad.
1: See, now, like, I'll turn around and ask you guys a question. Yeah. At what point do you guys step back and say, maybe this isn't our battle?
3: In that, kind in, of in
1: that kind of situation it, where someone's trying to assault you guys and run you guys over.
3: Oh, so like because we end up becoming like the target or yes. something. But I think it goes to question like… It's our duty, I it's, feel like. Yeah, I think it becomes a responsibility and a duty of care in a way that you see someone getting hurt, mm. you you want to make sure you're looking after. Like if it's happening right in front of you in broad daylight, mind you, like, you know, two, three, three o'clock, you you can't just let that go like i don't you're going to have a guilty conscience at the back of your head knowing the fact that someone was getting beat up and you did yeah. nothing about it
0: and i don't i don't think the goal in that situation is to take care of the person or just to resolve all their problems it's just getting them out of this, the situation
3: they're in yeah definitely yeah and i think it you you do and i guess it's all a gamble because you do risk the person probably m- like maybe getting hurt again because of the fact that the cops were called but you know for a fact you did the right thing at the time, Definitely. right? That's you you didn't ignore the situation. You took a stand. You called the cops. You did the right thing. And I think that's that's what you, you have to understand. What happens from there, it kind of isn't something that you can dwell on anymore. You yep. g- you can just hope that, you know, it all went smoothly. They caught him. He went to jail. He did, like, he and everything. And honestly, I hope that's what happened. It looked like that was that's the case. genuinely fucked. But it's scary fucked. because you hear about these domestic violence cases. But when you see it happen, it really does hit you so
1: yeah i i hundred percent agree something that hit me recently a few weeks ago i think about a week ago the punjabi girl in adelaide right yeah um where they she was 21 years old see i'm 22 years old that could have been anyone Th- right they and found they her eight. dead right yep yeah. they found her in a shallow grave um i think they've arrested a 20 year old guy who i think they um think is her partner or something like that
2: oh i d- I don't know. It was wasn't it that he was unknown to her and that he was like he attended the same Sikh temple as her. I'm not sure, but if someone can confirm that, but um, the fa- I think he was just a stalker basically. He was right. just stalking her and harassing her. Um, if someone can confirm that, That's but yeah, what were you saying about that case, Jesse? I think it hits closer to
1: home only mm. for the sense that she's like closer to our age, right? Yeah, like yeah. She's In my head, I'm still a kid, right? Like an adult, but still a child. (laughs) And that's the Mm -hmm. thing. She's someone's daughter, sister. And more than anything, she's a person, right? person of her own. Exactly. She's a person. She's someone's something, but she's also a human being.
2: I think first and foremost, sorry, I'm cutting
1: (laughs) you off. Yeah, no, 100% agree. She's a person. And it's just one of those things, like, it hits close to home because she's a young Punjabi girl from our community, right? Like... How disappointing is it to see just anyone end up in a situation like that? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: right. Like with so much potential, a future in front of them. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. sad.
3: No, it's definitely sad. And the thing is, like you, and I guess that brings, like you know, those stories there. You see the fact that I know you can say you can call it bias or whatever, but in every single story we've had, the perpetrator has been a man. Yeah. And the thing is, there's stats to back it up men are more violent um it's confirmed but like what i just wanted to see was because of the fact that you i'm sure you guys have heard it i know i've heard it when you tell these stories to a guy friend or a guy in general and they say something along the lines of and i'm sure everyone's heard it not all men (laughs) yeah this is a new can of worms yeah i guess that's something that i feel like is very appropriate to this conversation yeah um from your perspective, tell us what's wrong with that statement. Because I know it's wrong. I'm, not, it's like, I'm just saying I, just I, for I, our I listeners. I think
0: before you tell her what's wrong with this ha- statement, for all those uh, doofus out there, can you explain what you mean by, what, what women, women mean by not all men? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah.
2: I'll go. Um, so basically, the idea of hashtag not all men, the hashtag that's been circling around, um, it insists that not all men are violent Not all men attack women and not all men catcall. However, I think it takes away or it undermines the experience females face um, and it it manipulates into a wave of man-hating ideologies and it's it's not that. It's not that but it does definitely take away from the experiences, um, the anxiety, um, how scared women face when they're wandering alone. Mm -hmm. in a alley and there's a guy behind them they don't know if that guy is dangerous or not if that guy is stalking her or is gonna creep up from behind her or not um obviously we know it's not all men but when we go back to the numbers um you know one in three women are assaulted by men in their life
0: so i mean simply put mm -hmm.
3: one in three is a Pretty concerning number. statistic. Yeah, and Th- like that's a short number. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. it's true that not all men are dangerous, but all men having com- but are all men having these conversations with their mates, with their ne- uh, nephews, with their sons, with their colleagues, or are they calling out their um, friends when a when a random girl is called a slut or you know any derogatory terms? Yeah. Are all men having the having conversations about? consent with
3: their sons mm-hmm. and right. i think those are very important conversations to yeah. have especially right now because not gonna lie the not all men i've been in that mm. shoe where i was unaware uneducated a few years ago where um one of my female friends like we were having a conversation and she said she was at a room like even though like some were friends some were strangers she said even though and she was at, at that point in time the only friend um Oh, sorry the only girl in the room with with that bunch of men because and in that kind of situation she sa- she said she felt uncomfortable. And I asked her why why do you feel uncomfortable like like I don't get it like w- what's there to feel uncomfortable about they're just guys like what are they going to do? And then she was like um like it's just because it's just a something that us girls experience like when we're surrounded by men like it it is a, it can be an uncomfortable experience. And like you know with the fact that you know there are men out there that you don't know what their intentions are and I'm and the first thing I said was I hope you do realize not all men are like that. And then then she, she actually shut me down. She's like, did you just say, <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you say that? And and I'm just like, wait, what's wrong with saying that? Like in the uneducated me back then, unaware me back then had no idea. I could not wrap my head around it. And I'm like, look, not all guys are like that. You can't, you should not have that fear of, you know, being scared. But that's when I realized like she linked me some articles, and it came to the fact that its it's like you said it belittles their experience, it belittles their yeah. emotions it it kind of takes away from the fact that they feel that way that they' um the way they're feeling is invalid, and they should not be feeling like that, but if they are, then there's obviously a reason they are right like yeah. there's there's something more to it which needs to be addressed, and I think I'm thankful for her to actually <laughs> <for> actually put <laughs> like you need she, she, she could have easily been like like fuck off but like she actually took the time to educate me and send me articles and be like look this is why and yeah and and it it took time but i ended up wrapping my head around it as to explain like you know why not all men is like it's not a valid argument at all when it comes to that kind of situation for sure
2: and we're very easy it's easy for us to be like oh my god you're not gonna get it but the fact that she sent you resources she made you understand It's, it's a domino effect because tomorrow you're, if your friend says that to you, you're going to be like, mate, this is Wrong. what Let you me mean. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what you're saying. This is what it means. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's the hashtag, it just derails the conversation at hand, the conversation of women's safety, and it puts men at central, um, at, you know, in the middle, and it's like, well, I'm going to be defensive about this conversation. And you're, you're just man-hating, basically. Oh, That's that what you're might. doing now. And it's it's not that. Um, so, you know, if you're saying that, you're part of the issue, I'm sorry. Yeah, so basically that's the hashtag not all men and wh- what you mean when you say it. Um, and I think next conversation is how do we move past this um, hashtag? Like we need men to be on board with this conversation and, and not to be offended and get defensive, um, but instead get involved and be, and say, how can I help? Um, this actually brings me to um, a point that I wanted to raise. Um, so I've been seeing a plethora of guides called on Instagram um, called How Men Can Make Women Feel Safe. Right. Um, it's circulated around Instagram. And so in that guide were tips for men as to how they can make women feel s- more safe in public areas. Um, this So some of the things that they included in the guide was um, keep your distance, don't run up to her from behind, offer to walk female friends home, keep your hands to yourself, be an active bystander, um, and keep comments to yourself. So there's that whole guide. What are your thoughts? I'll, I'll, say, I'll um, talk about my thoughts, but I want right. to hear from you guys. What are your thoughts on this guide?
0: I, I kind of agree with those i mean in a mm-hmm. situation like this where uh, where a lo- things can make women uncomfortable i think it's not just our a, a duty as i mean as men but i think it's a as as humans it's our responsibility to kind of help out where we can so i um, mean yeah whatever it is i'm sure guys would be down to just i mean make you know the opposite sex or even uh even if the other guys feel this, the guys will feel the same way about guys. And, you know, I'm sure people will be down to help or actually, you know, follow the guide in that
3: way. Those ones actually make sense to me. Not creeping up to, like, you know, behind her, um, not touching, or like, or making any sort of physical contact. Yeah. All of those, um, if anything, they make the common sense. Common sense, right? I reckon, in my opinion. Um, and uh, I think one thing, though, you'll see people, may, like, uh, guys may. Um, have an issue with is the derogatory statement part, yes. like when it comes to like you know when you're like at a club you're drunk or something and then you see a girl it's like oh she's such a like you know style and everything like that. I think calling out guys for that initially it's going to cop a lot of backlash in my opinion. Like your friends will say shit like oh bro like when did you turn into such a pussy <laughs> and like why did you turn into such a bitch. Yeah, but I guess that's like something that you're gonna have to cope with because you are going against you know a lot of moral standards that are ingrained in society today. So um, making any sort of change is obviously going to, you're going to get backlash. But yeah, what's your take on those ones?
2: Um, Personally, for me, I'm a bit torn. Like you said, it makes sense, but also the guide doesn't make sense. I mean, Mm. it just baffles me as to why such a guide is needed, right? You said it's common sense. Yeah. any type of sexual assaults, any type of crimes like those are consciously committed crimes, you know? No one's going to pull out a phone or a book or a guide and quickly read it for a refresher and be like, oh, okay, this is something I should not be doing, Yeah, mm-hmm. right? I would not creep up. You would not creep up from a girl behind. It's, it's common knowledge. And so, yeah, I think that's why I was a bit... I am still a bit torn, um... Like, it's common sense. Again, I'll go back to the point I made before, but, like, it makes sense also because you look at the statistics, right, and 97% is a big number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that's a majority. That's that's how many people it, it doesn't make, mm-hmm. com- like, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense to. So that's yeah. why that guide is then maybe needed. Um, yeah, and I was also reading a post. Someone posted a story. um in a way that it infantilizes men. So, we're basically teaching full-grown men on how to be a decent human being, a normal um, functioning member of the society. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I think that's, it's a sad reality, but yeah, like in terms of the guide, I'm really torn.
1: I feel like everyone just needs to work together and make everyone feel comfortable. Like, we're all human, we're all on this earth together, we have to share this place, you might as well make it comfortable for each other, right? right?
0: Yeah. I, th- I think this guide helps people that are just oblivious to it. That that don't... There are some people who, you know, uh, as we said, because they're so used to the normalisation yeah. of certain things, they're just oblivious to it. They, mm. need like, they need, like, a guide, you know, like a manual, just like, okay, you've been doing this, this is kind of wrong, even though you're trying to help or something. Um... But yeah, I think the guide, even though y- y- you said it, yeah, it's you're right. It's common sense. Yeah, I think it does does help to a certain extent.
3: Yeah, yeah. For you the know? people who want to learn genuinely, yeah. it will definitely help. For a lot of people, for other people, it may just be a form of mockery for them. And yeah. Just, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it w- plays out for sure.
0: So yeah, so as we come to an end, you know, of another episode. Um, just a question to you guys. Um, what kind of tips or what advice would you give, um, you know, guys, men, male people, based on your own experience, what tips would you give us just so, you know, we can make you comfortable in any situation?
2: Um, I think one of the basic, you know, tip um, I would give to all males, whether that be young, teenagers, elderly, middle-aged, everyone, basically, is call out your mates when they're talking about another female in a derogatory term. Um, and I think that's not often done is because it's that deeply rooted fear of rejection from your own mate, if you call them out, um, you know, if you call them out, it equates to you questioning their masculinity is that's how majority of the men do see it as. And so, you know, they steer away from policing their friends. And so I think that's one thing, um, that's one advice I'd give is call them out. Oh. If they're talking about anyone in a derogatory term, catcalling or any actions, um, words like that, call them out.
0: Okay. How about you how about you, Jesse?
1: I think for me, my one tip would be just stop objectifying women. Um, see them as equals to you, see them as yes. people. Like um, I come from a decently religious household (laughs) um (laughs) uh, so like i always grew up with my mom always quoting this one thing um it's a line it's um which basically means why call it inferior if kings are born from her right you just got to treat everyone equal to you and just remember that women are queens like treat us with the fucking
2: respect das? we deserve. <laughs> yes, yes. Queen. yes, queen. 100%. Yeah. They are not your muse. They are not for you to something to keep staring at or look at or wink at.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure we'll keep we'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Know, thanks once again. Keep, thanks we'll for sharing that with mind. us. Yes, we'll <laughs> <go on>. <laughs> 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 thanks for sharing that with us once again. It's 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 very helpful for us having insight in in, in, in a situation like this into your minds yes, and how we can help and everything. Um, so as I said, you know we've come to the end of another episode. Thank you so much, Galbat, uh, and Jesse and uh, Cash for jumping on. Thank, thank you, Bavan, you for, for coming.
3: Yeah, no worries. I'm just one. boss
0: one. <laughs> <Bavan's>, <laughs> Bavan wants to pee really badly, so I'm just trying <laughs> to hold him back as much as possible. <laughs> we
1: just want to say thank you guys so, so, so much <laughs> for giving us this opportunity so to be whack. on your podcast. Bhavan, back- <laughs>
0: See, that's the topic I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> thank I'm you, joking. guys. We'll let you guys go and we'll let Bavan go. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Ayy, bye. Bye.